This is pretty much a, a second Earth. Like when you go on Google Earth and you can see the globe and you can like buy land on there in like NFT form. Hey everybody, welcome to the B is for Business podcast, episode eight. How you guys doing today? Anything interesting going on? Yeah, for me, I uh, we got a, well, you too, I guess. We uh, put an offer on a house this week. Didn't get it, unfortunately, but um, making progress, putting offers back out there. It's very tough though to find one right now. That I mean, this they definitely got an over an offer way over asking. And like you just run the numbers on something like this, and it's it's just not going to be a good investment if you go over. Yeah. On a lot of these. Yeah, so. it's crazy because like we found out that they had multiple. Our offer was at asking, and we found out that they had multiple offers over asking. And like I look at the numbers on it, and I just don't know how it was going to be like, not like a thin deal. Like we were probably going to get like maybe like a ten percent cash on cash return, maybe like a thousand dollars a month cash flow from it. So not really a bad deal, but you look at people paying, if you go and pay like 30 grand over asking, which is probably what some of these people were doing, maybe even higher than that. It just gets so thin to the point where it's like four or 5% cash on cash return. And it's like, you're making like $300 a month in cash flow, And it's like one thing goes wrong and your cash flow is wiped out for like two years if you need like a new roof. So it just, it doesn't seem worth it in a way to go over asking on a deal like that. And it just, it's crazy. The market right now, there's nothing, nothing good. Like th- that's what you're looking at almost everywhere. Yeah. So one thing about that though, is you got to look at these people might not be buying it just as an investment property like us. They might, it was right in like a downtown yeah, yeah. of a city near us and like a very nice area. They might just be buying it to live there themselves. Maybe yeah. they have a huge extended family and want to I mean, go into a four family. It was I don't a know. four, fourplex. So yeah, like- yeah. But <laughs> even if they were renting out the other units and like losing a little bit of money, they'd still be paying yeah. less than if they were. And it's just super nice area. Like, yeah. So that is one thing with the real estate market right now. I feel like we and like everyone who's investing in real estate right now, if you're going to get deals on the market, you're almost going to have to settle for a break even house and just know, not know for sure, but most likely that in like 10 years, you're going to be getting a lot higher rents. The loan's going to be paid down a bunch. So even that break even deal will work out eventually. It's just like you might have to settle for some smaller cash on cash returns, some smaller cash flow, some stuff like that just to get in the market at this point. Yeah. Well, let's hope we can get back in the market soon. Um, I'm itching yeah. to get another one. Yeah, we're going through the pre-approval process right now. Oh, it sucks. If, if you're looking to buy a house, I would definitely, that's the first thing you got to do. But it's not a requirement, but it's good to know what you can afford or what banks will let you pay. And then obviously, if they if they say you're pre-qualified for $500,000, do not go buy a $500,000 house. <laughs> you can go a little lower than that. Just give yourself a safety. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of a little bit of all of submitting the documents. Yeah, the pre-approval process done. sucks. Like, it's not even the actual loan. And like, you call several banks just to get a few options. And you want to do it like well before you're going to actually buy a house. But the amount of paperwork they make you sift through and it's like get so together for just like an estimation of what you could afford. And like, usually they give you, or at least in our case, an estimation of just, you tell them like an approximate value that you want and they approve you for it. So it's like, I we could probably get approved for much higher, but they just like, 
know that we want this uh, house around this amount and pre-approve us for it. So it's like, why do you need all that paperwork if you're just going to give us something less than we could actually qualify for? Yeah, it seems pointless, but it does help when you're making an offer on a house if you can prove that you're pre-qualified. Yeah, yeah, so it's definitely definitely helpful. Tyler, you got anything interesting going on right now? Um, kind of a to back up on that. I feel like eventually smart contracts will take care of the whole paperwork mm, yeah. thing, and it will be so much easier. Get rid of banks altogether. Yeah. Just <laughs> get on huge. the blockchain. <laughs> yeah. and not even get rid of banks. I mean, banks. Yeah. Can, they, they could even adopt that, and just instead of just having the huge headache, the huge you know process, really slow. It's just instant, and it's a contract that binds that you know lo- loan to you. Yeah, would definitely be much easier and faster. Yeah, and. I, I don't know how they work, but I don't know. Is there a situation where all your info could actually be on the blockchain in these smart contracts? So like if you had, you get like your W-2 from your full-time job, that's like something you would have to submit to get a loan for from the right, bank or like right. your most recent pay stubs and stuff like that. I wonder if that's something that could be incorporated on there so that when you do go to get it, all that information is already in there and you don't have to go through the process of like printing things out, pulling it all together. That would make things so efficient. Yeah. I mean, with the technology we have, it's definitely possible. Yeah. It's just a lot of things are still old-fashioned, especially in the real estate industry. Yeah. I think it's going to be a long time before things like that get fully adopted. But when you say like, long, you mean like 10 years, 15 years? Because even uh, then, that, that's that's in our lifetime. So yeah, it's long, but it's still, it's realistic. Yeah, I could see it happening. But I even think it could be longer than that. With the speed at which like governments and banks and stuff operate, I, I don't know how quickly they'd be willing to make a switch like that. Dude, what about Especially in like, 2002 when people were using, or 2005 when people were using flip phones? Yeah. And then five years later, they're using phones that you can touch and yeah. scroll down the screen. They got flip that, phones again, though, now, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, everything goes in a full that, circle. It so comes back. That, though, is more, I feel like, an individual thing. Like, everyone wants their individual smartphone that they get. With the blockchain and, like, the smart contracts, if that got incorporated into mortgage and stuff, that's the government that has to actually go forward with it. And I feel like that's where the blockage would be. That's where this stuff would slow down. Yeah, but I, I definitely do think it will happen yeah. in our lifetime. I just don't know about 10 years. I think it could be more like 20, 30 years out before wait, something like that. Just wait till the government comes up with their own crypto and blockchain and all that. And then, then it'll go on that. <laughs> it, would, it would just yeah. be so much more efficient. Yeah, it would. It would definitely be more efficient. I, I'm like all for it. I just, I just don't think we can get it widely used as quickly as people would hope yeah yeah we'll see you got Um, anything going on yeah i i don't have a lot going on i mean we made that offer on the house this week that was the biggest thing i did this week um but i also finished reading the four hour work week which i had been putting off for a really long time um mainly because so so how many hours did you work this week (laughs) over under four over four. okay so so it's not working it's not working i i that's that was one of my so like I actually didn't like the book that much compared to like a lot of people say it's like a great book changed their lives. I don't think it impacted mine as much as it would have like years ago because a good chunk of the book was about specifically like working your full-time job and then performing at a level that's good enough so you can go to your boss and say, "Hey, I'd like to try working from home for a little bit." And then once you're working at home for a little bit, you can actually get your work done way faster and that will free up time for you to do more of your own work on the side and eventually like grow your business, do whatever you're doing on the side and then eventually turn that into your full-time job, be financially independent, ditch your regular job and then you can work 4 hours a week doing like whatever you do and really systematize everything so that you're down to 4 hours a week. Right. But where it didn't work for me is I'm already working from home first. 
because um, of COVID. Like COVID's, I probably would still be in the office five days a week, 365 or however many working days there are a year if COVID never happened. But because of COVID, I do four days from home. So if I, theoretically, if I finished all my work in like three hours, they probably wouldn't know and I could work on my business the other time. That doesn't happen because the, just like the nature of my job, like they're going to, I have to like answer phone calls from coworkers and stuff. So I work like 40 hours. I'm, I'm not getting like a shortcut there, which that part of the book to me seemed like the bulk of it. And like the biggest idea in it was that to me. And it just doesn't seem feasible for what I would think is a lot of people who have jobs like mine. Yeah. So it, it and, seems like for you, it's going to be almost a, a faster version of that process where he is saying to gradually cut down your hours and stuff. You're just doing all of that, investing all of that real estate on top of your 40 hour work week, work week right now until you go and quit that job and just cut that 40 hours out. Just yeah. snap of the finger, well, yeah. cut those 40 hours out. And now you're down to your four. Yeah. So is that what it is now with your real estate, like outside of work, your full-time job? Is it four hours? How much does it take me to work on my investment? Yeah, yeah. Oh, real estate? I spend like an hour. Uh, I wouldn't even... Not even an hour? Well, so like, I don't know. Do you mean like looking for deals and that type of stuff? Or do you mean managing the properties? Or like a little more during the rehab process. Yeah, I I guess not not really looking for deals. Maybe just managing the actual properties. Yeah, yeah. So if like we have one under construction, it, it would be like couple like maybe three couple four hours. hours a week yeah i'd probably have to spend probably between me and tom yeah um but then like just managing the properties like managing the tenants one hour a month like i have not, it's I have like not heard from our tenants yeah in probably six weeks at least are, are, are they good <laughs> we, no, i mean they, I, they, I get the they pay on time. yeah the rent comes in wow. so not, like no it can issues. be if you like screen your tenants you get good people in there it's really passive yeah. i mean it's it's not passive like it would be like buying a stock, but it's like pretty passive, right? So how um, much do you spend analyzing or looking at deals, finding deals, analyzing so, them? So uh, like when I'm really looking, like right now I'm really trying to get another property. Um, probably two hours a week, maybe, maybe an okay. hour. Like yeah. just running so numbers on properties and stuff like that. It's, pre- it's, it's maybe pretty an close hour to four, like four yeah, hours. Yeah, I yeah. probably do. Yeah, close now, to I, four. I thought, I, so I haven't read the book yet, but I thought he was talking about kind of you know not working for an employer working for yourself like for yes. four hours yeah and but it but it like mainly talks about how to get out how of to your get job there and get right most right. people are going to start right. with yeah. an employer so but that is the point too so that that was like the next point i was going to make is that it also a lot of the book was about like how to um put systems together and stuff like through email hiring vas doing all that stuff to minimize your time working on your own business and that all makes sense to me but it just i wasn't at a point in my investing journey, like I'm not financially independent yet where it really would have impacted me. I think if I waited to read the book longer, it would have helped. Um, but like, I don't know. The other thing that I thought was interesting in the book was the, the concept of mini retirements, um, like early in your career. And I, I want to retire early. So this whole mini retirement idea, which is, he was saying, yeah. So he was saying it's every like, couple of years you should take like a six month retirement and there are parts of it that make sense because he says like if you take a six month mini retirement it's like a long vacation pretty much but during that long vacation if you go like to another country or something like maybe you go to europe for this mini retirement you can sell your car you can stop renting a house or stop paying a mortgage you can sell your house 
you can you'll stop paying utilities you'll stop paying your car insurance bill all that stuff all those payments would go away so that your mini retirement actually doesn't end up costing that much because you just pay rent in a different place so it's almost just like relocating in a way right. but I didn't really... I wouldn't want to do that early on in my career. Yeah. I don't think. I'd yeah. rather just I, retire and I bet, fully early, yeah, okay. personally. So, I mean, it's different for everyone. Some people say they want to travel when they're young. Yeah, I want to travel when I'm young too, but like 35 young. Like yeah. I plan on being Okay, out, yeah. So. so you're you're exactly making my point. So that's what I was going to say is I'd rather... I feel like you do take those mini retirements. You're going to put... You're definitely going to put some strain on when you actually would retire. Because if you can become financially independent at 35 but you take like three mini retirements before that, it's probably going to push it back to like 40. Right. right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And it like, I want to travel when I'm young too. And we just did. We all went to Canada last week. Shout out <laughs> <Yeah>. Quebec City. <laughs> and also <laughs> a good like, time. we all know about compounding interest. The more you can make now when you're young and invest it, the more it'll just pay off 10 times over in the future. It's yeah. just, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I'm sure it's different for everyone, but a dollar invested in your 20s is so much more than a dollar invested in your 30s and 40s and 50s. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. It just compounds yeah. and compounds. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like I could, if I wanted, not have taken that vacation and put all that money into stocks or something. And yeah, it would have compounded a bunch and I would have eventually made like thousands and thousands of extra dollars in the future. But you got to have some free time. You gotta. Yeah. You would go crazy not doing anything. And we we didn't go on like a lavish vacation. Yeah, it was, it was like a I think it was I a looked, couple days. I looked. I think we spent. We were there for four days, three nights, and I think we spent like eight hundred bucks. Yeah, it was under a thousand dollars. We drove there. It was like a seven or eight hour drive, probably with stops. Um, mm -hmm. we drove there. We stayed in an Airbnb that wasn't expensive. It was a little further outside the city, so we had to walk, but it wasn't a bad walk, right? It was like no. twenty minutes. So like, you can have all these fun experiences. We had a great time and not spend that much money like yeah. we didn't buy plane tickets and stuff yeah. and spend ridiculous amounts of money i would like to fly somewhere and go on a further vacation yeah. but you can still do those things for cheap if you like book it in advance use some like strategies to right. make these vacations yeah. cheaper yeah definitely and then you can have the best of both worlds yeah still retire early and have a good time when you're young exactly yeah. that's uh, that's the plan <laughs> yep <laughs> what do you what do you guys think about i saw something on uh twitter this week Call, it was a company called Eat a Dick, <laughs> right? I don't know right. if you guys have seen this, what but it was it, basically a, a company that sells chocolate penises. To, <laughs> and you, a lot of people just buy them and have them sent to someone. Oh, and so I you thought it was them that as like a, yeah. a fuck you kind of thing. <laughs> right. So I thought that it was like the funniest, most creative business idea I've seen in a while. And like, <laughs> I bet they make so much money off of these chocolate because it was like, I forget. Yeah, what the I'm price gonna was. buy one tomorrow and send it to Tyler. Yeah. probably. I, I what's, what's the <laughs> website? I, I I think it's free like, chocolate. Okay, <laughs> thanks, man. I forget what, what the website's called, but the prices were like forty bucks or something. So in wow. like wait for the, for like one for like one eat a dick sent to someone. It's like a it looks the like a fancy box. Have to be fantastic. Yeah. Looks like yeah. a fancy box. I think you like don't know what it is. You open up the box. It says eat a dick on the inside and just has a big chocolate dick. Wow, wow yeah. Margins must and be great at $40. Yeah, so that's what I was thinking. Like they probably spend like so little time and money putting together these boxes. Like they're pretty small boxes. Pieces of chocolate's probably like the size of your iPhone. Like full size. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, wow. it's small. It's probably <laughs> it's small it's like four <laughs> inches long <laughs> uh, um but it um it's like not that much chocolate and the like the box can't be that expensive 
right um to like put it all together ship it like i would i would be surprised if they spent more than like 15 dollars so they're probably making like 25 dollars a dick yeah, <laughs> and people are just gonna send twenty five dollars. Most people are just gonna send them to their friends for fun. Like, yeah. it's like there's a lot of people I think who would like oh, kind yeah. of pay for that. There's yeah. a there's a couple who would buy it for themselves. <laughs> I I already got Do some. You, I might send it to one of you guys on the yeah, podcast. That would Andrew's not here today. I might send it to him. We'll see funny. if he listens oh, to this we, podcast. We should honestly, this will be a good test to see if he actually yeah. listens when he's not here. Do you want Do you want to do it? Just pitch in. Go go I'm on Dirk's on it. Send him yeah. right after this. And he'll get it. We'll, we'll do it after yeah. this. Yeah, right after. It kind of reminds me a few years ago, like people would send glitter bombs to people's houses, and it oh, was like yeah, was I forgot super about frustrated. that. Or what about the potato parcel, where it was like oh, a, a it was like a message on a potato. So someone literally, like any message you want, he wrote it on a potato and sent it to someone. So it's like the same oh, concept. Oh, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> they're all kind of great ideas, but I think the eat a dick one is better than both of those because I feel like at Christmas, at like birthdays, that's like such a good joke gift. Yeah, I'm probably yeah. gonna get it. I gotta get it for someone for Christmas. Yeah, I think it would be right. so funny. That would be funny. Yeah. I mean, it, it I, is like it makes you go wow, and it definitely yeah, goes viral. I just thought it was like such a creative idea. <laughs> yeah, it is creative. My thing is, you know, I, I bet they sell a lot to you know customers. But I bet there's not a lot of repeat customers because who's going to, you know, continuously buy that? <laughs> I d- well, you know what I mean? I bet, though, that <laughs> like 30% of people who receive an eat a dick go and buy yeah, one for someone because they think it's else. so yeah. funny. And they're like, oh, I could get this person. Yeah. I yeah. could get like my, another friend who hasn't heard about it, didn't know about this prank i get yeah. it for a family member a co-worker uh, that's someone true. who's that's like someone's just gonna keep buying it for themselves because they love chocolate <laughs> yeah it's, it's just yeah. good chocolate i don't yeah. know i, I don't know what, I, yeah what, what are we chocolate? talking milk be... chocolate or dark chocolate oh they have like, i'm not all... a dark chocolate guy they had different flavors of oh chocolate really you could choose wow too. cookies and cream <laughs> cookies and cream nice <laughs> cookies and cream that is great yeah. i i'd actually love to see the financials of, of that business yeah. that'd be interesting yeah see how many eat a dicks they send how like what's the margins all that stuff can you look that stuff up is that possible no is it, mean, that's not really public information right no you could probably email them and ask yeah depending I, on how big of a company they are they could us. respond if they're a small they, company but they look like a pretty established organization yeah i bet it started off as like a joke and then they were like oh there's something here yeah. like we could yeah, you never know we could make this a thing yeah <laughs> this episode of b is for business is sponsored by ty's coffee are you looking for delicious tasting coffee to get you through the morning Fresh from fair trade farms in South America, Ty's Coffee is 100% USDA certified organic and packaged in compostable and renewable bags with biostone labeling. Go to Ty'sCoffee.com to place an order of sustainable coffee today. That's Ty's Coffee, T-Y-S-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. Ty's Coffee, great tasting and great for the environment. What do you guys think of, um, have you seen the metaverse thing recently? No, I've kind of heard about it. It's like a virtual world, right? Yeah. yeah. That's kind of the... Like, I don't know much about it either. I don't know. Do you know a lot about it? Um, I know Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. I mean, he he so wants big... to turn Facebook That's what into saw, yeah. a metaverse company and not a social media company. So, yeah. so it's I, like I, a I, virtual <laughs> world on the computer, right? Pretty much, yeah. Like in the office when uh, <laughs> when Dwight Schrute's playing that game, like Second, se- Second Life, and yeah. Jim's like... He made a thing in there called Second Second Life so he could be even further removed from reality. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't look deep into it, but I saw it. And, like, I know it's been a thing for a while, and I finally decided to look into it a little bit. And mm. I don't know, just it doesn't interest me that much. Like, 
I don't know how it. Well, it does it sound like a- interesting a little bit because like. Maybe you're just bored with your life and, like, you get to go into this new, like, everyone's, like, virtual now. Everyone's on their phone and everything. Like, virtual reality is, like, becoming more of a thing. Like, if you just, you get to be in a new world, maybe you're a rock star in that new world. Like, maybe you are, I don't know, playing for the Boston Red Sox. That's your dream? No, no, it's not my dream. (laughs) That's his dream. I'm just shouting out random careers here. Like, you could do something in that. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I was just thinking <laughs> of the office. He's so, like, so I was just like, thinking of the office. Yeah. Jim's got like a guitar, so that's why I said like, yeah, he's like, very specific here. <laughs> Definitely no. has thought about his second life for a long time. Yeah. Nah. He's like center fielder for the who, Red Sox, I'm batting who, second. Who I'm you taking Mac- over for uh, Mac Jones? He's no longer the Patriots starter. So you're gonna that's be well you're gonna be a Pat starting quarterback who you married to in this second second life. <laughs> 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 um, I guess you get to choose, right? Is yeah. that how? What it would have to anyone. be someone in the metaverse, also like everything's contained in there, right? Like, yeah, wait, is, that, I, is that actually how it works? No, well, I, I'm, <laughs> like I'm no, sure I, I you don't only, yeah, no, you don't. That, like, that would be interesting. It's not if like there was Sims. A... Is that that's the thing, right? Where you get to create your what? own world. It's not like that. You're just like yourself in there. Are you sure? Because I I right? saw that Mark Zuckerberg he was kind of creating like a, a virtual almost. I actually I, I don't know. I haven't looked too much into this, but it was going to be like a game for all the Facebook employees. Or if you work from home, you could be like in the metaverse and instead of just working from home. Yeah, yeah. Right? I saw that. That's what I, I saw too. I and really I just, understand That's that where fully. I got lost. Yeah. I'm like, and what? I, I need to look more into it. Yeah. But I did see that it was like all over Twitter this week. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. It just seems like VR on steroids. Pretty yeah. Much. So it's like you're yeah. like dropping yourself into a different world. So yeah. you don't So you don't recreate your character yourself. You but just, I think you're, like you're other people... Yourself can go in that same world with you and they see the yes, same exactly. things. exactly. That's what I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. so obviously, it's, if you have to be yourself, I'm a little too uh, too small to be starting quarterback for the Patriots. I wouldn't be well, able to see over the linemen. But, but I'm still sure there's other, like, options you can play in the meta metaverse and you can have, like, your own reality, right? Yeah, I don't know. I think it'll have That'd to be, be cool. a little more developed and I'll actually yeah. have to try it. It does sound until, like kind of a cool concept, but I don't yeah. really know, like, the practical use of it. For fun, but it seems right? like everything. Yeah, that's is, is that's like what I was virtual. also thinking. Like the whole time I was looking at it, I was like, "What is the point of this?" And it almost reminded me of NFTs a little bit. Where I'm like, I I get it. Like I I understand what they are. I understand like people are buying like flipping these things for a lot of money. And like yeah, in a long time they could be worth a lot of money. But it's still having the physical thing. So, for some reason, whenever something is virtual, like an NFT, it just I can't grasp how at some point everyone could just be like. We don't care about that anymore. Dude, it doesn't exist. All, like, it's anything like that could happen instantly. I feel like all all your money is virtual right now, pretty much. Do you have yeah. all your <laughs> liquid cash no. on your bed? No, it's <laughs> virtually tied up. I mean, yeah, it's in a bank. I actually keep but... mine in a safe, not under my bed. Oh, okay. We, we got to realize. <laughs> I here. I do feel like though, as humans, we're moving so far into this like technological yeah. <laughs> world that like it. I I'll bring it back to the metaverse, but like. It could be a situation where, like, you're not asking your friends to come over anymore. You're asking them to hang out on there. Like, you go on and you play Call of Duty yeah, true, or whatever you with your, your friends on a video game. This is now I'm going to literally go to the movies with my friends in a virtual world. Yeah. Like, I think it, it's the I don't only know, thing it's you wouldn't crazy. be able to do like that is like physical. Like, you couldn't go to dinner with friends virtually no right you, you could what are they gonna you, print food out of your computer yeah well i don't i don't know no obviously not but like 
you could just eat a meal. Yeah, and then yeah, in the game, yeah. you're like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I just, hey, yeah. Guys want to go out to but eat? like, we're moving so <laughs> and far. And then we have our own meal cooked at home, and we just have a view of like, I don't know, yeah. Boston or something. Yeah, I, I just don't. I feel like I don't <laughs> see the utility in it. I have you guys heard of? But if you put on the virtual reality headset or something, and everyone had that on, it would look like you're all together. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't yeah. everyone just get sick from not moving? Like. If you could like, well, <laughs> unhealthy. Techno- leave your headset on all already. the time and liter- literally just be in that world. <laughs> I mean, technology's Never already like out. that though. Like everyone, so many people sit on their phone yeah. for hours and hours a day or on their computer just watching Netflix or I don't know, is Farmville still a thing? Playing Farmville? Farmville? I've heard that in years. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, I'm for sure. So Tom, many people Tom's do that. still like, playing Farmville. becoming sure. less healthy as a, a society. Yeah. So Yeah, how yeah. many strawberries you grow today? I don't think I've all died, but 10 years ago, right? How long ago was that game? Right, so he's well, not was, playing That was a long time ago. Uh, one thing it kind of reminds me he, of. He didn't say none. Yeah, he, he did not. Define. I said they all have to be dead, which means zero. <laughs> which means you could have forgot to water this morning. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I, I, I gotta go, guys. Um, it kind of reminds me this whole thing of Earth 2.0. Do you guys know what that is? That I do remember that. <laughs> I looked yeah. into that. That's yeah. cool. We were, uh, we were going to buy some land, weren't we? Yeah, we never ended up getting around to that, but. For those who don't know, what it is is it's pretty much a, a second Earth. Like when you go on Google Earth and you can see the globe and you can like buy land on there in like NFT form. So you, you could buy – it's probably not available right now, but like land in New York City or land in like LA and like you would own it in Earth 2.0. Yeah, have <laughs> more people that join Earth 2.0, that yeah. New York City landmark goes or up. whatever that you got early on goes up in yeah. value. And that's how it's an investment, not just yeah. a game. But again, it's like the same thing as you could just buy land or buy property in real life, which has a much higher chance, in my opinion, of actually going up in value. It's, yeah. I don't know, the whole virtual thing just, I, I, I mean, get that we're moving that way as a society, but it, I just still have not fully committed to actually believing in what, it. One of the things I kind of have a hard time understanding is, so Earth 2 was created by someone. And obviously, you know, people, that's like the first virtual earth was created and they want to invest in that you know buy virtual land but what if someone creates an earth three and the land is all half off <laughs> yeah. like it's just it's just yeah. cheaper yeah. so people are like why would i buy land virtual land on earth two i can go to earth three and get it for half the price yeah and it's, then earth four and earth five yeah, and why keeps wouldn't doing these the guy who created earth two just already scoop up new york city and la that, yeah and just all the in paris and just all the like expensive type of places right. yeah it, it just it one thing as we're talking about this it's making me think about cryptocurrency and if we did get really deep into this metaverse thing could cryptocurrency become a lot bigger at that point because that would be the only currency in the metaverse i think i I, think that's what it would be yeah yeah, yeah. like they can't i i don't know how it would work can is it like i I don't know how real it's literally like supposed to mimic real life i haven't looked too much into it either but i think that's what it is is it's yeah yeah literally supposed to like you want new clothes for your guy you gotta pay some ethereum for it or cardano (laughs) shout out my favorite coin yeah Yeah. but like you gotta on a a little bit of a downtrend this did you guys see the el salvador news yeah so that kind of dropped it so el salvador is the first country now to fully have their currency is bitcoin wow yeah and immediately the price kind of plummeted (laughs) really and not immediately like like, it was like a day after the news but it it went down steep yeah it 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 lost like 30 30 something percent right everything no not 30 
No, it did. It popped right back up. Yeah, yeah. But it exactly. did lose oh, like that, oh, 30 something. Oh, I do something. remember yeah. that a couple yeah. days ago, right? Or was yeah. that? I don't remember. I, I remember yeah, Ethereum I, was... Right before that happened, I updated my net worth with my, my crypto. <laughs> and the next <laughs> morning I woke up and I updated it again. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Damn, net worth. Yeah. I try not to look sleeping. at my crypto and stuff like that every day. Because I feel like if you look at it every day, you're too tempted to like sell it or get a yeah. different coin. I feel like it's just such a long hold. Like, yeah. where will it be in years from now? Exactly. No, I, I try yeah. to look at it. You know, once a month, I'll check it out. And I happen yeah. to check it out yeah. the night before. How, do you update your net worth like every day? No, no, no. not every day. You're well, a big, once, uh, once a month. Okay, yeah, that's what I do too. Yeah. You're a big I, Algorand guy, right? I saw that that's uh, been yeah. doing numbers lately, huh? Yeah, I got a got a little bit of my percentage in there. Yeah, so that's that's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. One thing I actually just bought some Algorand last week. I didn't realize it paid dividends or interest. They call it in crypto. Yeah, it used to be six percent. Now it's only four percent. Yeah, and it's not really interest. It's just you're you're paying, uh, to you're you're using your Algorand to to stake. In, in the protocol yeah like it gave me more algorand exactly it didn't give me yeah. more like cash yeah what is different about algorand is there anything different than like all the other like a bunch of other coins well it's faster why is it not a shit coin <laughs> i mean yeah, it, it, that. it very well could be um i, I know does that, it have anything unique well, about it it has a little um the, the founder actually is from boston so oh, i thought that was cool. right. kind of why i first saw it and researched a little bit and it's more environmental friendly uses way less energy than bitcoin oh that's it's, a big positive it's faster too it's safer and instead of people mining it it's actually it's a, a proof of stake so you use your own or not you your your algorand gets used on the system and that's how transactions get verified uh and then obviously you get yeah. reward for that so instead of like bitcoin you get rewarded for mining but yeah. with Algorand, you get rewarded just for having the Algorand do the work for you. Wow. You yeah. you might have said this, and I'm going to miss it, but and is I, it... Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, my explanation isn't isn't the best. I know there's actually a podcast um, with, with some guy who explains it perfect. But yeah, we're going to say... Name? Um, it's his name, Lex... Oh, what's his last name? I believe it's Lex Fried, Friedman, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll check. Yeah, it out. those I'm are some big positives. Was... Though the environmentally friendly part is is big. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because that... that's one of the huge downsides of like Bitcoin and stuff mm -hmm. is people are starting to realize how bad it can be for the environment, which is crazy because it's like a virtual coin. It's like right. you wouldn't think that it's bad for the environment, but it is. Yeah. But there there are ways to capture clean energy for that. Like there's a lot of energy that's yeah. wasted with oil mining, and then they're trying to, you know, uh, with the flares to come up, capture the energy. Yeah, mm -hmm. Elon Musk has been working now for a while on trying to get Bitcoin's energy usage down, right? Right. I don't know, like, what kind of progress he's making on that, but I just remember, like, a few months ago, he tweeted like, "Selling a bunch of Bitcoin is not environmentally friendly," right? Or they stopped accepting it at Tesla or something a few months ago. Oh yeah, for a little bit, and his right. main reason was that it's not environmentally friendly. Mm hmm. Which yeah. I, I know it is really bad for the environment, but I think we talked but about it so before. Is, I hate that people can just like crash markets like but that. But so you know what's bad for the environment? Sending an email, like that that uses really? energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess. mean, obviously not a lot, it, yeah. but think about how many emails you send. Yeah, I've never thought about that. Just just something like that, or even searching for something online, like searching the word Bitcoin, like that uses energy. Yeah. When, when, that increases your carbon footprint yeah when you just said email it got me thinking about like we already talked about the four-hour work week and i just read it so it's like fresh in my mind um the in the office like one of the main things they talk about in the four-hour work week is like 
getting out of your email box. Like I spent so much time in there. I bet like three hours of my eight hour workday is spent in my email box. Yeah. Um, but in the office when Daryl is like supposed to hire new employees <laughs> and Andy's like, where are we at in the, pr-? or no, it actually might be a different time, but at some point in the office, Andy or Michael is like, you gotta like check your email or something. He's like, not checking email till after lunch. Four-hour work week. <laughs> yeah, and like, he's using the four-hour work week as an excuse not to work, not to yeah. Like, it's like absolutely to put his work yeah. into the four hours. It's absolutely yeah. not the premise of the book, yeah. but I just I thought that was funny. Um, I I think we can start to wrap this up soon. I got one question for you guys though. I I saw it on Twitter this week, floating around. It was a question: What is one thing as a kid that you saw? Like when you would go over friends' houses or just like when you were out and about that you always thought was like a luxury item and you were like, oh, these people are rich and like they actually weren't. So like some of the things I saw people saying on Twitter was like when you have a basketball hoop that has a clear backboard, (laughs) when someone has one of those, it makes them look rich or like a finished basement, things like that, like a ice dispensing fridge. (laughs) What is one thing I I can say mine first. So I always thought for some reason, and it's probably because when I, when we grew up, like we didn't have one of these was a automatic garage door opener. (laughs) Like our garage didn't even like, it was too small to fit an actual car. It's like not, it's like half garage type thing. And like, it had one of the doors that you have to physically lift up. (laughs) So whenever I saw someone like would go over someone's house with like a two car garage, both have the button doors open. I was like, oh man, these people are loaded. (laughs) I I just remember that as a kid. And like, now I think about it and I'm like, Wait, these people probably are paying a huge mortgage. <laughs> now that's my thought. Yeah, I yeah, for me actually when you said that, I think kind of goes off the garage thing, but you could park a convertible car in there. I used to think convertible cars were like any convertible car was like super nice, like it's a yeah. Ferrari or something like that. But you can get a convertible car for as low as like a brand new Camry. Like, yeah, I think like some of the convertibles aren't that expensive, but I used to see any convertible and just be like, that guy's rich. Yeah. That guy, that guy has a lot of money. Yeah. In a way though, I feel like, like cars have gotten cheaper, but I bet when we were kids, convertibles were a lot harder to get. Also same with the garage thing. Like when we were kids, it was definitely less common. So like having a garage with buttons now, like pretty much if they build a new house that doesn't have one, it's like, like no one's gonna buy that yeah. <laughs> like wh- yeah. whenever i buy my single family home it's definitely gonna have one of those like i want a garage and stuff exactly. um but like when we were kids that was a lot more rare i've never once parked my car in a garage at a house i don't think in the yeah i don't think either 10 years of driving experience i have had i don't think i've ever parked in a garage yeah i actually i've parked definitely in like a parking garage with a, a <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about you, Tyler? Anything you thought of as a um, kid that <laughs> I'd probably say central air. I remember walking oh, in my friends' houses in the one. summer and it was like everywhere was cold. I was like, holy shit, that's these people a good one. are loaded. Yeah. Like how is the entire house cold and not just one room, not just the bedroom? Yeah. That's a good that one. That is yeah. expensive to put in, but nowadays so many new houses just automatically have it. Right. Yeah, I regressed from that luxury. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we up until we were anymore, like six or seven, we didn't have it. Like when we lived in like a three family home with some other people, we just had like the window ones. And then when we moved to Groveland and like Shut until up. I like where I lived till after college, I we had central air. And now the last few years living here, it's gotten taken away. Ah. And it, it sucks. <laughs> it, yeah. it is a These luxury. Hot summers feel like we're <laughs> in the Arizona desert. <laughs> it's not like it's not that expensive. It's not. It's like I think it, I've no, looked into like, it because install it, it can be pretty pricey. It's probably like eight to ten. Grand. I'd rather put it in the S and P. 
It's like eight to ten grand. But yeah, none of these things now, like you look at them and it's like most people can afford these things. Like they're not super luxurious like we thought they were. And I just thought it was like such an interesting Twitter question. (laughs) Another thing, maybe something a little, little smaller and maybe when I was a little younger, but coming to school and people would have like the, the giant packs of crayons, like the 64 pack of crayons <laughs> with the sharpener. Yeah. And you would have like your, your little 12 pack or 24 pack. And you're like, oh, what? Damn, I, I think colors. I made a, might have been one of those rich kids then. Oh, rich wow. looking kids. I feel like my rich parents looking. always bought me the I don't the think we had the, the big, big one. Like, I think we had like middle of the pack. Yeah, I, I, I think I had like the 24 or Yeah, true. 64 seems like a What's lot. What's tough yeah. too is, I don't, I don't know, know if, if it's just me, but you get that brand new box and they look so like perfect. You don't want to like, use them. You don't want to use it. <laughs> and, then, and then you have to use them and it's like, all right, whatever. Now I got to use them. Dude, I, I have a lot of toys at my house right now as a kid that I just didn't open. And I don't know and you're why. you're opening and playing with them now? No, no. I'm, I, I still, like, have them. Like, I'll, I'll look through my stuff. I'll clean my room one day. And I'm like, why do I still have this thing from, like, 2002 that I just didn't open? Like, I was a seven-year-old kid. You just never kid. used it? I just yeah. never used it. Yeah. And, like, what, what was I thinking ahead? Like, maybe this is going to be worth something. I don't want to touch it. Or I just didn't want to get it dirty. I don't know. I think <laughs> it's probably just as a kid, you get, like, a couple, like, a few different gifts for your birthday or for Christmas or something. And you just like you get hooked on that one gift that you really liked, and then you just kind of forgot about the other one. Probably, who knows? I feel like that happens or used to happen to me. Yeah, I I've thought about like if I found something like that right now, I'd probably just sell it, sell it and invest in the yeah. S P five hundred. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like a, a, a lot of things now, or not now, a lot of things in the past that were just you know basic, like a you know a, a toy from McDonald's, something like that, like yeah. twenty five cents. People will buy that now for ten dollars. Yeah, it doesn't seem like, like you know. Investment. Okay, you're getting ten dollars, but that's like that's way more than what it was worth in the past. Yeah, yeah. Like pe- people will in pay a, for nostalgic stuff. Yeah, in a like, I it's always good. I feel like when you're trying to build wealth, to not be materialistic. Like, don't buy stuff. Like, don't buy crap. But some of that crap goes up in value. <laughs> like, it's maybe not that bad of an idea. Right. Um. So yeah, it's interesting. Definitely can buy some cool stuff out there. Yeah. Like, I think it would be pretty cool to own, like, an original McDonald's toy or something. Like, exactly, I feel like yeah. that's an investment. And that that's one of the things, like, I, I, I still have. It was, like, a Buzz Lightyear and a McDonald's wrapper. You still have it? <laughs> yeah. How, you know, like, when it's from? I, you should look uh, it up, I, see I, if it's I, worth anything. I didn't anything. look into it that much. <laughs> I should, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's probably not, but, like, on the off chance it is. Who knows? And someone, even, even if it's not worth something... If someone sees them, like, oh, I like Buzz Lightyear. Oh, it's kind of cool. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll buy it for, you know, $20, which would be way more than what's worth. But yeah. some, some will buy it, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. It definitely helps, too, if it's part of, like, a collection. Yeah. Like, when something like Beanie Babies first came out, like, I mean, they're just stuffed animals, right? Yeah. But now they're, like, a big collector's thing. I think people Beanie pay Babies very good money for those. Yeah. Like, if you have one of those original ones, like, the original, I think they're, like, pink bears. They are worth a lot of money. Like I actually saw something I have recently. To go look in the like, basement they sell and see if I got one. Yeah, like hundreds of thousands, yeah. millions, like for these tiny yeah. plush toys. I remember when I was doing my uh, flipping for yard sales. I was like one of the first things I oh, got. Oh, I forgot. Was, was we should talk about babies. that next time because yeah. I forgot you did that, and yeah. that's like a very interesting hustle to get going. Right, that was like the first thing and I ever did, like the first yeah, entrepreneurial thing. I've I ever thought did. about it. Like when I drive by a yard sale, I'm like, I could stop there, like. I have an extra 10 minutes. I could see if there's anything I could flip. Yeah, yeah it was it was pretty fun too. Yeah. It definitely was a I, lot of work. You know, I, you got to kind of know what you're looking yeah. for. You got to get it. You got to put it on eBay, take pictures, ship it, send it. Yeah. And there's but definitely like a cool. certain percentage of stuff that you end up like not being able to move, right? 
Yeah, and like, there's you end up with crap at your house that you just doesn't sell. There's also right? things you're like, wow, this is actually kind of cool. I don't want to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I would end up just not having any idea what I do. I go out, buy a bunch of stuff, and it would just sit in my house because I can't sell it. Yeah. I I don't know. I I think I would have to like do some research on what to look for for sure. Yeah. I'm not sure if you did that. Like I don't know. Do you want to talk about that? We'll we'll save it for next. Time. We, we can. Yeah, yeah, we're, we'll we're going a little time. long now, so let's wrap it up here. Thanks for listening for to Be Is For Business, episode eight. We'll be back next week. Make sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a rating and review if you like what you heard. And we got to go buy Andrew a nice eat a dick. <laughs> and, and a bonus, if you tweet at us or shout us out on Instagram, we'll, we'll shout you out in the next episode. So follow, be, be Is For Business on Instagram and Twitter. Give us a shout out. We'll shout you out. See you next time.